Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because Miami, nothing personal, phrase of the day for Thursday, March 24th, 2022, is a nod to Billy Corbin. Because Miami, it was quite a day in the news. If you are a sports fan down there in the southern part of Florida, we had the heat kerfuffle, but that's not what you wanted to talk about. And we are going to start by talking about the Miami Dolphins because that is truly the top story. And that was the source of the most questions asked. But I want to answer a specific question asked by one of you. You know what I want? (laughs) I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. We're going to get right into it. Get onto Twitter at David P. Samson. Hit follow. Get into my DMs. And if you have a question in there that is relevant, it may even make the show. Hey, David. Do you think the Dolphins are doing all these big signings to distract us from the allegations of games being thrown by the owner? Or does it not matter that we are already distracted and he is just seizing this window to win? What are you talking about? Here it is. Do you even remember? There's been so much news in the NFL. It's it's hard to even remember when Brian Flores was the coach of the Dolphins when Brian Flores filed his lawsuit alleging racial discrimination. Then when Brian Flores accused Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, the octogenarian, ringless, playoff game winless. Did I say ringless? Did I enunciate that properly, Koga? Want me to do that again? Four, eight, nine. When you are the octogenarian owner of the Miami Dolphins and you are ringless, and you are playoff winless. You want to make moves that will make people believe that you're all in. Steven Ross has been all in five different times during the course of his ownership. He started by putting the red carpet in Miami where all those minority owners, Mark Anthony, Venus Williams, Serena Williams, Gloria and Emilio Estefan, And everyone would come to the games on a red carpet. And Steve Ross thought, well, that'll make the Dolphins exciting. Then he put the health, the uh, health club, (laughs) the nightclub live at Pro Player Stadium. Then he redid the stadium using plenty of public funds, might I add. Then he got the Grand Prix. Then he got the tennis, all sorts of exciting stuff. But the one thing missing from the Dolphins has been winning. They had that period where, in theory, they were tanking for Tua. Brian Flores sues the Dolphins, sues the NFL, and says, during the tanking, you paid me to lose, and everyone went crazy. You're throwing games. And I defended Stephen Ross, which is not easy for me to do, because you all think I'm so pro-owner. We're going to talk quite a bit about owners today 
and all these and the importance of owners, why you think I'm pro-owner, pro-player, anti-player, pro-player. That's funny. So Stephen Ross has to get you, the fan, to believe that he, the owner, has only one thing in mind, and that's winning. And the funny part is, it's actually true. Stephen Ross wants nothing more than to win a playoff game, to win a Super Bowl, and he would do anything to accomplish that. When he signs players or trades for players or gets a new head coach or fires Flores or hires that guy McDaniel to put in the new offense, flirts with Deshaun Watson, then goes with Tua, signs Armstead, the best offensive lineman, free agent, signs wide receivers. He's been signing great defense players. Remember that year, Coca, he signed uh, Sue and a bunch of other great, they had the best defense, but they had no offense. Then they had some offense, but no defense. Either way, it's all added up to a big nothing. He doesn't want you to forget about the allegations against him because he doesn't care whether you think about the allegations against him. That's not how owners think. While I would often, as a team president, try to get a negative news story out of the cycle as quickly as possible, and you do that by cutting off its legs, the way you eliminate bad press is you don't keep talking about it. You don't keep defending yourself. You don't keep trying to explain it. You just wait for the next story. And in the NFL, we've got story upon story upon story. Every other day, there's a new story to take the heat off the old story. So the advice that's given to owners, which they don't always take, is listen, let it go. Don't answer any questions. No more ridiculous statements that are going to be torn apart on nothing personal. Do yourself a favor and just try to win games. So Stephen Ross has the attitude that if you're still thinking about the allegations from Brian Flores, that's really on you. We're going to go ahead and do everything we can to win now. Here's the one problem with the Dolphins. To win in the NFL in my view and in the view of other professionals, and I do not consider myself an NFL professional. However, I am certainly a sports professional. The single most important position on the field, bar none, in any sport as it relates to the team, it's not your center, it's not your point guard, it's not your starting pitcher, it's not your third baseman. None of them have the impact on your team and the weighted impact on your team as your starting quarterback. I can't think even a goalie in hockey. I cannot think of a position in any sport that is more important than a quarterback to a football team. And the correlation between a quarterback to success in the NFL is incredibly high. So the Dolphins said they were going to go with Tua. Totally unproven, entering his third year, has a hard time with the deep pass, ironically, has not led his team to victory. Injuries, sporadic like everybody else. In this day and age, when quarterbacks are switching teams more often than I switch my underwear, if you are gonna go with your existing quarterback and you are gonna spend tremendous amount of draft capital and cash capital, to give a quarterback weapons, to give a quarterback protection, you better make sure you have the right quarterback.
So inside the front office of the Dolphins, you've got Steve Ross talking to Chris Greer, their longtime GM, who unbelievably still has a job with the level of success he's had, though we kept GMs all the time without having huge success. The fact is, Chris Greer and Steve Ross have put it all in, not on Tyreek Hill, who they traded for yesterday. That's the main story that's going everywhere. The Kansas City Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill, a top five wide receiver to the Dolphins. The Dolphins traded them a gaggle of picks, five picks. That's not the main story, though that's what everyone's going to say is the main story. The main story is if Tua is not a franchise quarterback, all of the moves they've made are completely wasted and the Dolphins will not again win. And when they don't win now, they can no longer blame Brian Flores. He's gone. They could fire Chris Greer at the end of the season. GM, that's the next move because you're not going to fire yourself if you're the owner or the team president, Tom Garfinkel. You could not bring Tua back for his fifth year. Don't pick up the option. If they picked up the option on Tua Coca, I don't believe they would have on his rookie deal yet. God, if I were the Dolphins, I certainly wouldn't have picked up his fifth-year option. But there's no more defense. There's no more layers of protection. Why did the Dolphins do what they did? This is their moment, right? They're choosing their moment around their existing quarterback and giving him as many weapons as he can. So the situation in the NFL with Tyreek Hill is a pretty complicated one. You know that he got kicked out of college and had to switch universities because of a domestic violence situation. You know that he had a second domestic violence situation years later. I guess Stephen Ross is good with that. I guess the Chiefs were good with that. But Tyreek Hill leaving the Chiefs happened the day Patrick Mahomes signed his contract. When you've got a franchise quarterback and you sign him to a huge deal, you know that there are ramifications later on. And later on comes really quickly when you run a sports team. There was no way they were going to be able to keep Tyreek Hill with the cap hit that Mahomes has starting this year, next year, and just continuing to get bigger. So they tried to win another Super Bowl. Could not. They still have one. But they knew they were going to trade him. So they go to Tyreek Hill and they say, hey, find yourself a trade. I hope that you've listened to a past show when I've talked about that. It's one of my favorite things that happens in the NFL. We never did it in baseball because I just couldn't stomach talking to an agent and saying, hey, we're going to be designating your player. Go ahead. We're going to be releasing your player. Go ahead and try to find another team who wants him. We never did that. It's not like we're dealing with 600,000 companies where we have to hire or post the job on LinkedIn. There are 31 other teams, and if you as a GM don't speak to 31 other GMs, you're not doing your job. GMs all speak to each other all the time, especially with the advent of text messaging. So this whole horse hockey about players going out and seeking trades for themselves or agents going out, it's absolutely incorrect. So the Jets and the Dolphins reach out to the Chiefs or get reached out. And they say, we've got the space, we've got the assets to trade you, we've got a bunch of picks that we're willing to trade you, but we're going to need to speak to Tyreek Hill. I was never interested in allowing a player to speak with the acquiring team to work out an extension because that would always get out public in baseball. They do a pretty good job 
in basketball and in football of keeping that much, much quieter. But rest assured, when the Dolphins traded for Hill and announced that he signed a $120 million four-year extension with the highest guarantee above Devontae Adams for any wide receiver in the history of football, that didn't take 10 minutes. That discussion has been going on for weeks, if not months. So the way it happens is the Dolphins have an agreement in place with Hill. Then they call the Chiefs and say, hey, we're ready to take him. Here's what we're offering. Let us know. The Chiefs aren't stupid. They're also asking the Dolphins, the Jets, and other teams whether or not they've tampered with Hill, whether or not they have an agreement with Hill, because for the Chiefs to get the maximum return on their trade, you have to have the player with the team who's acquiring him stay long-term. It just happened in baseball. When Matt Olson was traded to the Braves, they're not trading for Matt Olson for him to be on the team for one or two years. They're not going to move on from Freddie and give up all of those prospects if they don't have a long-term deal worked out with Matt Olson. And then they trade for him and it's announced he got an eight-year extension. Like, you guys are shocked by that. No, you shouldn't be. Totally normal. As a matter of fact, it's a prerequisite for these type of trades. So the Dolphins make these signings. They make these trades. And what do you think their chances are of winning a playoff game? Have they increased? Have they decreased? Wait to see is when I tell you something's going to happen. And we revisit it. And we keep track of it. And when it happens, we'll revisit it. And if I'm wrong, we'll revisit it. But I got a little Dolphins wait to see for you, Coca. The Miami Dolphins will not win a playoff game in 2022. Now, I don't mean, now, Here you're going to say that's an automatic winner, right? There are no more playoff games in 2022. True. Here it is. You can edit that whole thing out. People, because people get crazy in my DMs about that, Coca. They're like, you were, uh, did you say that on purpose so you'd win? Okay. 469-82. Wait to see. The Miami Dolphins will not win a playoff game in 2023. All of these moves, all of these signings, they did not address the main problem with their team. And his name is Tua. The Dolphins will not win a playoff game. Wait to see. You know who else is not going to win a playoff game? The Atlanta Falcons. When you work in the front office of a team, you have several parts of your job One of them is dealing with people above you. You've got to manage up with your team president and owner. You've got to manage down with your coach and with your players. Then you've got to manage actual departments like scouting, development. You've got to work on the draft. And you've also got to deal with PR. It is incredibly hard to be the GM of a team. And I give them all the credit in the world because balancing all of those masters is very difficult. And especially now when you're dealing with social media, you're dealing with stories that become viral so quickly, you've got to watch every word you say. And when you are a new GM or a new employee, and even when you're semi-experienced, we would offer our people media training. We would make sure before every press availability that our head of PR, our head of communications would meet with the GM or the coach, manager, 
anybody, even me. I spoke to my consigliere and PR every time I met the media. Just to talk about topics, to make sure you've gone over some Q&A, to make sure you're ready to answer certain questions in a certain way, making sure you're able to bridge, which is the number one skill that you need when you are ever in public. Bridging is when you answer whatever question you want to answer, not the question that's asked of you by the media, either one-on-one or in a scrum, which is a group of media members holding microphones to your face, which can feel very weird when you're short and you've got big people like holding microphones and recorders. If you'll notice, when I did scrums, the majority of my scrums, I was seated because I liked the idea of not feeling that I was being attacked by everyone who's over 5'5". So the Atlanta Falcons have a new GM, and his name is Terry Fontenot. I don't know if the T is silent, actually. doesn't matter. He just got done trading his quarterback, Matt Ryan, to the Indianapolis Colts. You may have missed it because there's been so many quarterbacks trading. By the way, side note, the NFL's out of hand now. Players are in complete control, and you guys all listening can think that this is a pro-management statement. But Coke and I were talking pregame, preparing for this show, just wondering. The NFL now is like the NBA, where players just decide where they want to go. Contracts are meaningless. You can sign a long-term deal and feel like you've got that player, and as a fan base, you're excited. And then the player decides, nah, I don't want to be here anymore. Baseball is just ahead of that because they put in the opt-outs in the deals. So there are no long-term deals in baseball because opt-outs make them all one-year deals or two-year deals. Trevor Story, fine, a four-year deal before his opt-out. It's pretty amazing. So the Falcons trade Matt Ryan. Jerry, Terry, not Jerry. Terry is asked about it and listen to this quote. It's pretty good. It was more important for us to do right by Matt than to try to maximize compensation. I can't believe I'm reading this. Yes, we probably could have opened it up and talked to every team and gotten more compensation. Please, please give me a break. GMAB. This guy is entering his second year as Falcons GM. He's not a rookie. I was wrong. He's entering his second year. He had never been a GM before. You trade a franchise quarterback like Matt Ryan. You meet with your PR people, and they say to you, listen, there's only one thing we got to make sure we don't say. Don't ever say that we did not maximize this asset. If you want to cry like Alex Anthopoulos and get emotional and do all the things you want to do as a GM, be my guest. But don't ever tell our fan base, listen, we love Matt so much that we wanted him to have a great landing because that's how much we care. And we want all the players to know that we are a player first organization. We are gonna do whatever we can to help you. And we're hoping that we can maybe win a few games in the interim. But if not, we know that when you leave and go to all the other teams, that you'll speak fondly of us and you'll say how much you love Arthur Blank. And you'll say, wow, that GM, that second year GM, Terry, he's so nice, isn't he? Are you kidding me? You have one job to do as a GM. One job. Win games. I don't care where I am sending a player. Yesterday was Mark Burley's birthday. 
the biggest example of me not caring where I'm sending a player is the fact that Mark Burley got traded to the Blue Jays, a team that he had mentioned no matter what I can't go to because they don't allow my dogs to be there. Called him up and said, you're traded to the Blue Jays. He never spoke to me again. And I text him every year on his birthday, including last year, including this year. I just want to show you, if you're watching this on YouTube, which is uh, nothing personal with David Sampson. See all the blue? It's a lot of blue. He never responds, but I'm never going to stop. Happy birthday, Mark, 2018. Happy birthday, Mark, 2019. Happy birthday, Mark, 2020. Happy birthday. Hope all is well with you and your family, 2021. Happy birthday, Mark. Have a great and safe day, 2022. It's right there. I'm never going to give up. We had a very close relationship that ended back in 2012, but I won't give it up. But that was the best trade that we had at that immediate moment. We had to do that. If the Falcons are going to trade someone, don't you want to get the most you can? Now, maybe this franchise is different. The Falcons are the team that was up 28-3, to remember that, over the uh, Patriots? And then Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. The Falcons, I thought, were going to get Deshaun Watson, didn't get him, you remember that? The Falcons are the team in the quarterback carousel that is now in the same division as Tom Brady, who just went back to the Buccaneers. They then signed Marcus Mariota, who, as you know, is not going to help them. But as Falcons fans, you shouldn't worry. Because (laughs) it was way more important to do right by Matt. Well, congratulations, Falcons. You've joined the bonus wait to see for the day. The Atlanta Falcons are also not going to win a playoff game in 2023. But guess who's going to be really happy? Matt Ryan. When we come back, we're going to review the movie that I told you we're going to review. It's called Jackass Forever. Today, I want to tell you the movie I'm going to watch, which I'm going to review tomorrow. It's 1999, but I'm going to buy it. I'm going to watch Spider-Man today. But after the break, we're going to review Jackass Forever. And we are going to give you a great update in New York. We are back to normal. Kyrie, Kyrie, Judge. Kyrie, Kyrie, Aaron. Kyrie, Kyrie, Steve Cohn? Huh? We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Welcome back to Nothing Personal. Thank you for rating, reviewing, for somehow figuring out the algorithm of rankings. Coke and I, we don't fight much. You know, we're not, we're not alike. We're not friends. He's the producer. He knows he, he is the best producer of a podcast out there. He was handpicked by me because we are so different in every way. He never genuflects in my general direction. He tells me when I stink. He tells me how to get better after every show. Before every show, we talk things through many times. All day long, we're in contact. He told me that I better get ready because Jackass Forever is going to be a great movie. And he also told me that I should never worry about rankings because they don't matter. No one understands how they happen or what the algorithm is, yet that's not true. That's like saying don't worry about the standings because sometimes you win a game you could have lost or lost a game you could have won. Rankings are rankings for a reason. So please, tell your friends about nothing personal. Spread the word. Let's keep going. And then he told me to strap on and get ready for Jackass Forever. Now, you may think that's crazy being what I do did for a living, or maybe you think it's totally normal given what you think I am. But I absolutely love Jackass. The first scene of the first Jackass is one of the best opening scenes of any movie in the grocery card scene of any movie I've ever seen. I watched every Jackass movie, and I am in awe that I can sit there and do nothing but laugh at the insanity. I laugh because it's like watching a train wreck. So Jackass Forever is now on, oh, is it on Paramount Plus? Is that the CBS network it's on? Yes, get Paramount Plus. It's not free, maybe free. I watched Survivor on Paramount Plus. Anyway. I have to plug Paramount Plus again, or do I not? I mean, how long are we going to be plugging Paramount Plus? Not much. Okay. This one time, we'll do it. All right. Count us back in. Okay. On Paramount Plus, you can watch Jackass Forever. So up comes Johnny Knoxville. Fully gray. Up comes Steve-O. Steve-O, the guy who puts a fish hook in his tongue and his shark bait in the water. The guy who snorts wasabi and pukes. The guy who puts on a gas mask and allows someone to fart in the tube and he vomits in it. I think that was him. I'm talking about craziness. Well, he's now middle age, And there was something very awkward to me about watching Jackass Forever. 
because what was funny when guys are in their 20s seems less funny than when they're in their 40s and 50s. That's just my view. They recruited a bunch of new people, including Eric Andre, who you know I love. We reviewed a movie he did, but I don't remember what it was that was so good with Eric Andre that you also told me to watch Coca that we reviewed and told people to watch. He's hilarious. And Johnny Knoxville, 51, Steve-O, 47. They're doing these stunts like they're in their 20s, and I felt sad for them. There were a few funny ones because anything involving penises is funny, right? For whatever reason, just the word penis makes you laugh. And so there's a bunch of people, when you hit someone's penis, it's just funny. When someone bends over, right? It just made me laugh. You've got a professional hockey player hitting a slap shot at a penis. You have a woman softball player throwing a pitch directly at the same penis. And then you've got three of them, including... Um, what's the name of the of the short of the short guy? Oh my God, Coca! I'm having a minute. Wee Man, thank you. You've got Wee Man in a contest where they're being slapped by flip flops in the groinal region. It's absolutely asinine. Of course, there's bathrooms involved and crapping and bodily fluids of animals, etc. But they held on too long. I don't want you to watch Jackass forever and then forget how brilliant the original jackasses were. If you can look past it, you'll get one, two, three, or four laughs, and it doesn't matter whether you're half-baked, fully-baked, or not baked. It's not going to make a difference. You're going to feel some sadness. Okay, let's fast forward to 11.30 a.m. today, Thursday, March 24th. You may have heard about this. You may be listening after 11.30. According to my algorithm rankings, 72% of the listeners of Nothing Personal listen after 11.30 a.m. on a particular day. 42% listen after the actual day. There's 10% of you who are listening to shows from two weeks ago, right now. Thank you. That's pretty cool. At 11.30 a.m. today, do you know where the mayor of New York City is going to be? It's pretty good. He's going to be at City Field. Do you know why? Because Steve Cohn gave a million and a half dollars to his election campaign. Do you think Steve Cohn was ever worried about the vaccination mandate? A lot of talk. Aaron Judge may not be able to play home games. A lot of Yankees. Anthony Rizzo, new free agent signed. You think the Yankees would sign Anthony Rizzo to a $16 million deal? Really, it's $32 million, but he has an opt-out. When they didn't know whether he was going to play half his games? Are you kidding me? There was a lot of public talk by Hal Steinbrenner. We're not going to talk about it. We've got Randy Levine taking care of it. Major League Baseball not commenting. We are working closely with the politicians in New York to try to make sure that every player can play, but we're all about the safety. I'm not here to opine on whether or not the VAX mandate should be in place. The mandate says it's why Kyrie Irving hasn't played a home game yet or in the Garden. Any business privately owned in New York City Every employee must be vaccinated, period. Not people who come visit the office and have a meeting with your company, but employees of the company have to be vaccinated. Kyrie Irving is an, by the way, that can't be right either because Kyrie Irving couldn't play in the garden and he was visiting. He was the visitor. It's very strange to me. Anyway, doesn't much matter. But Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, Hal Steinberg, the owner of the Yankees, 
never had a question that the vaccine mandate was going to be lifted. Just last Wednesday, eight days ago, the mayor said the following. Baseball season is not tomorrow. It's not next week. We're going to work this out where we will ensure the safety of New Yorkers without continuing the spread of COVID. I'm looking forward to speaking with Major League Baseball as we put our heads together. What he meant to say here, and this got eliminated because you don't see it in his quote. I'm looking forward to speaking with Major League Baseball as they put their wallets together with our medical team and figure out how we come to a solution here. I'm thinking about a million and a half, maybe two and a half, maybe some quiet donations to the PAC for a re-election. Hmm. Everyone's focused on the sports area. They're focusing on one person, Kyrie Irving. No, I'm focusing on 9 million people, the mayor said. I'm not looking at one person. I'm looking at my city not closing down again. Let me just give you a little nugget here, folks. There is no scenario under which New York City closes again. I think it's fair to say that the lockdown did not work in the way we all anticipated it would have. It was the right decision at the time it happened and the time it was instituted. I agreed with it, but you can't look back on it and say, wow, that did the job. There's a whole nother strain of COVID coming to the United States. There's going to be an uptick in cases in the next two weeks, but we just move on. Get yourself tested. If you're sick, don't go to work. But having players not able to play outdoors, it's absurd. Having unvaccinated people not able to play on a basketball court, absurd. If you're not vaccinated now, you're just stupid. But that's fine. You still should be able to do your job. The Yankees, the Mets were very clear how this was going to go down. The Nets were very clear how this was going to go down. Kyrie Irving was always going to play playoff games. Aaron Judge was not going to miss regular season games. It was never going to happen. So what you'll know today is that the mandate's been lifted. All the athletes, all the players will now be eligible for their home games. And all's well in the world. And Steve Cohn only had to pay a million and a half dollars for that. That's not so bad. Nothing personal pick of the day. We took the day off yesterday. John Morant did not play. Something happened in the NBA. That is, I forgot to mute that. Did you just possibly hear that? I'm sorry, folks. I did a hoop. You're supposed to have a button, and I have this button here where I go like this. See, you didn't hear that I did that because I'd made it quiet. But if I don't do that, then you hear hoop. <laughs> it's funny having to talk for 45 straight minutes every single day. Things are just going to happen. You're going to get a little indigestion. A little bubble is going to come up in the middle of you talking. You're going to have to sneeze. You're going to have to fart. You're going to have to blow your nose. It just happens. We're live, baby. All right, so I'm looking at some scores yesterday in the NBA, and I was struck by a couple of things. John Morant did not play. Do we agree with that? The Grizzlies beat the Nets where Kyrie Irving did play by 12. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson did not play. The Warriors had lost three in a row. We lost our pick of the day with the Warriors losing to the Magic two nights ago or one night ago, whatever it was. And the Warriors crushed the Heat, the number one seed in the East. Gambling, man. It ain't easy. I should have gone with the Grizzlies, which was my initial thought yesterday. But we're 32 and 26. Kawhi Leonard... And the Raptors are taking on LeBron James, and the Ca LeBron James and the Cavs tonight. I don't know. It's a strange line. The Raptors are three and a half over the Cavs. That must mean LeBron's not playing, but Kawhi is. 
So I like the Raptors three and a half over the Cavs. Pick of the day. All right, let's talk baseball and soccer. Football. They go together, right? Owners buy teams. Then they want to buy more teams. Your owner of the Boston Red Sox owns the Liverpool team. Liverpool Football Club. It's really a badge of honor for owners now to own a team in the EPL. Some owners who aren't as rich buy teams in the secondary leagues, football teams overseas. But your goal is to get a jewel. And Chelsea is for sale. We've gone through many times about Abramovich and the fact that he's got to sell Chelsea that he decided to sell Chelsea. He's taking the high road. I'm not going to take any money. Yeah, right. Net proceeds. All of it is being run by the UK government. Is it really? No. How many people are going to bid 4 billion pounds, 2 billion dollars, 2 billion pounds, 3 billion dollars? There are 20 potential bidders for Chelsea right now. Chelsea is going to sell for the most money of any franchise ever sold, more than the Denver Broncos who are currently for sale. But something's happening very strange over there across the pond. One of the bidders is the owner of the Chicago Cubs. Tom Ricketts is the name associated with owning the Chicago Cubs, but I have a little surprise for you. Tom Ricketts does not own the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs are owned by a trust that is controlled by the children of Joseph Ricketts. Tom Ricketts is one of those children, but he has a sister and a brother, and together they own the Chicago Cubs. The reason why you only hear about Tom Ricketts is he is something called the control person of the Cubs. Baseball requires there to be a control person, one person who is in charge of being the vote during owners' meetings, the face of the franchise, not necessarily from a PR standpoint, but the person who could be identified as the owner. That person has to be the majority owner. That's a new rule. The Ricketts family does own the majority of the Chicago Cubs. Remember, they bought it from the Tribune Company. But it is not owned solely by Tom Ricketts. The money in that trust came from a merit trade, which was started by their father. As it turns out, their father may have been a racist. Now, I know it's hard to believe that there'd be any octogenarian white guys who are racist. I mean, who would ever consider that? Unheard of. But let's just pretend that that could be the case. He had said something years ago about Muslims that was less than less than good, shall we say. <laughs> it was racist. And the children had to put out statements saying that does not represent our values. That is not who we are. Our father has nothing to do with this team. Basically had to sell out their own father. I mean, listen, PR before blood any day of the week, right? You don't want to get canceled. So Tom Ricketts, who has made a tremendous amount of money because the Cubs are worth way more, but hasn't cashed in because he hasn't sold the Cubs. But he has done a bunch of development. He's made great improvements to Wrigley Field. He's done a bunch of real estate deals. He now, along with his family, not the father, are bidding for Chelsea. And for whatever reason, the Chelsea fan base, Chelsea, they're called Chelsea supporters. They have started a campaign where they don't want Ricketts to own the team. And it's like a hashtag, like no to Ricketts. And it's everywhere. 
because their view is that we don't want someone who is associated in any way to anything racist. There are over 35,000 tweets that are using the hashtag no to Ricketts. So Ricketts said, we got to do something. We're losing the popular vote. Now, if we have the highest bid, we're likely to get the team. But on the other hand, we're a bunch of Americans, and they don't really like Americans there. I remember that story once on Nothing Personal when Samson went to a Liverpool game, and the Liverpool supporters were all over Tom Hicks in a way that he couldn't believe. I don't know if you remember that story, but at a Liverpool Man U game in Liverpool, they were marching before the game, fans of Liverpool, and they were basically throwing stones at Tom Hicks and his family, the former owner of the Rangers, who then went bankrupt, had to sell both the Rangers and Liverpool, actually. That's how John Henry got Liverpool, was from Tom Hicks. But they couldn't stand him. There's something about American owners that fans and supporters of EPL teams, they just don't like. I don't know if it's xenophobia. I don't know if it's just that we're different. Americans are different or they're looked at as ugly, ugly Americans. But how important is it to you that you like your owner? I've been really wrestling with this for 23 years. I was not popular as president of the Expos or Marlins. I was blamed for all sorts of things that happened. Whether or not I deserve the blame is remains to be seen. But I have my view. People have their view. Have created a new chapter for myself with nothing personal. Had a great run, but now I'm on to another great run. But I would always say to fans, I have a question. You have so much visceral hatred toward me. What about the experience at this game right now with your child? What about how great it is to talk about baseball? What about the pride you feel when we win a game versus lose a game or the emotional attachment that you have that can cause you to feel this upset when players don't win or when owners don't spend the money you think they should spend or they do spend it, but it's on the wrong players? What is it about a change of ownership that you think will create happiness for you. When Derek Jeter and Bruce Sherman took over the Marlins, I'm sure fans out there were saying, my God, we're in heaven. Samson's gone. Has it been heaven? Chelsea supporters, you want Abramovich gone, but you don't want Ricketts? Why? Because of his father? Why? Because he's American? Why? Because he's not going to win? Did Abramovich not win enough for you? The number of trophies that Chelsea has under Abramovich, he was a successful owner. If you only want to judge it on rings, we got a ring. Does that make us successful? Everyone's trying to get rid of owners all over the place. And one day, you'll explain to me why. Is anyone out there a fan of PSG? Is anyone out there a fan of Manchester City? Because if you don't want Ricketts in because his father was a racist... And you are going to start an entire sort of crowdsourcing to get rid of him or not have him win. Do you know who owns PSG? Yeah, the Qatarians. Do you know who owns Man City? The Saudis. Newcastle. Saudis. Man City. The Arab Emirates. 
What do you think their view is of racism, of the treatment of women, of human rights? I'm just asking. But you're choosing to die in the hill of Tom Ricketts? So much so that Tom Ricketts has to go to Chelsea and he is going to meet with you. He is actually going to meet with supporters of Chelsea trying to get you to believe him that he is not his father and he's going to be a great owner for your team and he's going to have money left over to keep getting right players on the pitch and to keep winning trophies. But you make it, supporters do, so that owners feel they have to answer to you. They have to talk to you. And you then have the power that I was never willing to give you. Maybe I'm wrong and Ricketts is right. Maybe everybody's right. That the power is in the people. But do you think as Chelsea supporters, just throwing it out there, that you've got the influence over the final pick? Is there any way that you think that GMs other than Terry Fontenot of the Falcons who did it not for you, the fans, he did it for the player. I think that's even worse. But do you think that those moves are made or that any moves are made because of fans? And I get crushed for this. Crushed for telling you the truth about whether or not owners or players, laborers, employees, employers, whether any of them do anything other than provide you with lip service. But lip service it is and lip service it always has been. And my lips have been just as guilty of that service as any lips that you see today in front of you. Any president or owner, any time you are thanked after a championship is won, I just wanna thank the great fans of Green Bay. We have to say that, we're told to say that. But when it comes to board meetings, when it comes to figuring out who's gonna be on your roster, when it comes to deciding as a league who they're gonna vote in as an owner or approve, when it comes to an auction, the way Chelsea's being auctioned now, the fans just are not part of the equation because we know that no matter what happens, Tom Ricketts could buy the team in Chelsea he could fly out to Chelsea and meet with you and stumble and fumble and bumble his way through a fan session. How many times have we pointed out problems with Dan Snyder, Jerry Jones? How about Rocky Wirtz, the owner of the Blackhawks and what he did? PR nightmares one after another. Reckless disregard toward fans every day. But guess what? You keep coming back. And when you don't come back, there's someone ready to take your place who will. The broadcast companies keep paying the money. Fans keep buying tickets. It may not be you, but it's someone else. And there's a limited number of fans. Do you know even in baseball, if Marlins Park sold out, I would do this calculation all the time. Let's say it's 40,000 people, 80 home games. 3.2 million is the maximum attendance. God knows we never came close. That means in a city where there's 7 million people, 50% of you can't go to a game, even if we sell it every game. So for all the fans who say, we'll never go to the game because of Samson. Okay. For all of you who say to Ricketts, that's it. 
I am no longer supporting Chelsea because of your dad. You think Rickett says, well, now the team is worth $10 less. My bid, Roman, has gone down by 17 pounds because of this hashtag controversy. Nah, he's getting on his private plane. He's going to fly. He's going to give you a bunch of lip service about what a great guy he is. And then he's going to go fly home, sit down to dinner, and not think about it again. Because when it comes to owning teams in the EPL or MLB or NHL or NFL or NBA or MLS, it's just business. Sorry, fans. It's nothing personal. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.